Hi, I'm Pastor Dallas Billington, Senior Pastor here at City Church, and we want to welcome you today to our services. We hope that no matter what you're facing in life, that through the message today, through God's Word, He will truly encourage your heart. Well, we're glad you're with us today, and just one of those mornings, just dreary and cold out, and at least it's warm in here. I got these heat things, about five of them all over me, but... Anyways, hey, uh, it's great to be here as a church family, and you know, I've been watching a lot of the news, even in California, and all that's going on with churches to meet or not meet, some are being fined, uh, some are being even threatened with jail time. So just, you know, just before we open up uh, today, just continue to remember our churches uh, across the country and what it all that they're facing and, and to pray for them. So uh, let's, let's open a prayer today. Father, we thank you as we prayed in the back, Lord. We thank you that we're able to meet here at Tadmore. We praise you, Lord. Father, we're just so grateful that, uh, Lord, in this time that we have hope. And Jesus, as we look to your word today, we know that we are part of a kingdom a kingdom that is true and that is real. And, Father, that whatever anyone is going through, whether they're watching, whether they're here, Lord, the heaviness that they feel that we're facing in our world today, Lord, just uh, encourage us through your word. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, it's still, uh, well, if you have your Bibles, turn to, to 2 Corinthians chapter 13, and we're going to look at this kingdom of truth today. But, you know, uh, <clears throat> I still can't get away from it. I know you all face the same thing of how people today, everywhere we go, there's, there's that, still that, that tension. You know, you, f- you feel it everywhere. And I, and I know I say this week to week, but I faced it even more uh, this week. I, um, I had a rental car. If, if you ever have had a rental car, there's a couple things that happen, which you all know. One, you're not familiar with it, okay? And the second is you're never really sure uh, how much gas that you have in it. So uh, I'm, I'm driving along, you know, and I thought, you know, I, I probably really need to, to go to the, the gas station here, you know, and I'm, I'm not sure, I can't read the, the gauge right, you know. So I thought, uh, uh, you know, well, you know, probably going to laugh at this. So I thought, well, you know, I'm going to go drive through McDonald's and get a soda before I... Get gas, so I pulled them, and I thought, you know, there's too many, there's so many cars in life. I'm, I'm, I'll just go, wait and go later. So I go, I pull around the back of the McDonald's, and all of a sudden, I, I feel the, the, the car starting to jerk a little bit, you know? And I couldn't believe that I ran out of gas. <laughs> so this is where the story begins. So... I keep hitting it thinking if I, I can just get it going enough, I can get right down the street, there's a gas station. I couldn't, couldn't get to where I could get enough up there to, to, to get going. So anyway, so the Lord so watched over me about 10 feet from the street. So I hit uh, the flasher button and finally realized, you know, there's, there's like, there's a McDonald's, there's uh, like a, uh, a Five Guys, a Taco Bell, then you cross a busy street, 
And then there's a gas station. So now it's dark. It's about 6 o'clock at night, so it's dark. And so me and my wonderful knees are hobbling, you know, just hoping I'm not going to trip over anything, trying to get the gas station. Make a long story short, I get the gas station. That's a whole other thing with that. So I get the gas can, you know, you get so. Well, if you don't know, the, the new little red gas tanks, there's, there's not only a, one safety feature, now they have two, which is another whole story within itself. So I, I, I didn't realize all so I finally get to, <laughs> still can't believe to how, how unbelievable tense people are today. So I get in, flashers are on, I'm at, in the McDonald's there, and, and there's a, a car behind me and I'm trying to put the gas in I'm having trouble because I don't have the other safety valve off which I found out later how to do so I'm trying to put it in and the lady behind me I I say I, I I'm she sees I'm trying to put gas I say I'm trying to put gas in the car she goes she yells at me she goes move the car then put gas in it Now, did you, does that register with you what she just said? Will you please move your car, then put gas in it? And I just look at her like, I, can't you say, this is what I'm trying to do. I'm, I, I'm on the gas here. So I get back in the car, I'm freezing. I can't get this, the second safety feature off this because there's, there's two on the, if you've ever used a new plastic gas I thought and then she so I shut the door because I'm cold and I can't get this one part snapped on so she, then she blares her horn and goes flying around me I'm thinking what is wrong what is going on with people I just I, we're living in that time that's so tense that we have to realize that we have the truth anyways make a long story short I sat there and I prayed for a minute and I said Lord I said I can't get this. My hands aren't strong enough to, to push this other lever down. And right then, there was a knock on the window. And two of the, I, they had to be Christians, two of the nice, nicest young couple. And uh, they go, hey, uh, we just saw everything. Uh, are you okay? <laughs> and I said, no, not really. And uh, he must have been a mechanic or something. And he redid the thing and got it all figured out. Boom, put it in. He goes, there you go. I'll see you. So anyways, but it got me to thinking about what we're looking at today. And that is people are so fearful, so discouraged, so down because they, they don't have truth or they don't know the truth. Now, we still might be in a maybe somewhat fearful stage or you hear something or something happens. But what happens when we have truth? What happens when we have truth? Well, we live in a kingdom. Think about this. We live in a kingdom of truth. The devil is the father of lies. He is the kingdom of, of complete lies. So as we look at God's word, what is the first thing I want you to realize today in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 7 through 9? Now, I pray to God that you do no evil, not that we should appear to be approved, but that you should do what is honorable, though we may seem disqualified. And I'll explain that in a minute. For we can do nothing against the truth. 
but for the truth. For we are glad when we are weak, that's us today, and you are strong, and this also we pray that you may be made complete. First of all, what's the Lord saying there about 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 God says, now I pray to God that you do know evil, not that we should appear to, to be approved. You know what the Lord's showing us there in truth, the kingdom of truth? We're not perfect. You know, God's grace. God's grace is what gets us in, if I can say in that way, of that kingdom life of perfection. It's his grace. So even though we might even says that, that we might seem that we're disqualified and you mess up and you do wrong or you say something or you do or all these different things that are going on in your life, we still know that we have the truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Now, because of that, truth, Jesus, always wins. So whatever you're going through today, Whatever you're facing and you're feeling is that versus saying you're, you're feeling weak, I, I want to encourage you today to know that, that truth always wins, always, always. And you know what the worst thing about, about truth and, and lying, isn't it so difficult when, when you know that someone has lied about you and they tell everybody else that lie? And you can't do anything at that time about it. But what happens? Eventually, what happens? There was a guy, something was going on, and I'd been lied about, and this guy believed the lie. And, and uh, this went on, really. I'd say hi to the guy every week. I had to see the guy every week, say hi to him every week. You know, that's how he said hi to me. And anyway, so this went on literally for years. And then I didn't see him for the longest time. I, I'm, I'm out at, at a certain place, and not trying to keep this generic, but anyways, I'm in a certain place, location. Now, this has been 10 years that this person has felt that way, and, they've, and I see the person coming towards me, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to deal with this today. And uh, he goes, hey, Dallas. I go, hey, uh, and I call him by his first name. He goes, uh, can I talk to you for a minute? I said, yeah, yeah, what's up? goes, uh, uh, I, I owe you an apology. And uh, I about fell uh, through the floor. And he went on to explain how that, you know, for all these years he believed what someone else was telling them. And then he realized after a period of time that it was a lie. I want you to know today whatever Whatever, maybe the devil is even lying to you about. Know that you have the truth and you might be feeling weak today, but when you live in that kingdom of truth, truth always wins. When you live in his kingdom and, and you're constantly being lied to by the devil, you're not good enough, you're weak enough, it's not going to work out, you're going to fail, this is not going to happen, all these different things go on. I want to remind you today, you're part of the kingdom as a believer, and that kingdom is God's kingdom. And when we seek his kingdom first, we know that we live in truth. And his truth tells us there's nothing that you can do against the truth but before the truth. We can't do it. 
In other words, the truth is always going to win. I want to encourage you today. Whether the devil's lying to you, whether you're going through something difficult that you don't know what is true and what isn't, wait. Wait on the Lord and the truth will be revealed. Let's continue. Let's look at the second verse today in Luke chapter 4 and verses 28 through 30. Now, this verse that we're looking at today in Luke chapter 4, verse 28, I want to read it to you and then explain it. Jesus was preaching, and they didn't like what he had to say. And so they actually take hold of him and start grabbing, or grabbing him and, and actually carrying him out to the city. And they're going to throw him off the cliff. What happens, though? In Luke chapter 4, verses 28 through 30. So all those in the, in the synagogue, when they had heard these things, and what, what Jesus was, was speaking about, were filled with wrath and rose up and thrust him out of the city and they led him to the, to the brow or the brow of the hill on which their city was built that they might throw him down over the cliff. Now look at verse 30. Then passing through the midst of them, he went his way. Second thing today. When you live in God's kingdom of truth, the truth, his truth, will always protect you. Think about that. Jesus was speaking the truth of who he was, who he is, who he always will be. He was telling them about things and things to come and about himself, and he told them the truth. And what happened? It says that they were, gonna, they, were going, they were actually going to kill him, throw him off the cliff. The Bible says he walked back through, and they didn't realize who he was. He walked right through them. I want you to know today, whether you realize it or not, I'm here just to remind you, in this time that we're living in, when you're living in God's kingdom of truth, and we see, you don't know, you turn the news on, you don't know what to believe, what not to believe, you don't know what you hear, you don't know, all these different things are going, the devil keeps coming at your mind, telling you all kinds of different things, what, what's right, what is right, whatever. I want you to know, when you live in God's kingdom of truth, you wait on him. He's always going to protect you. In the midst of chaos, Jesus was in. He was giving us an example. He was showing you and I today, no matter what, no matter how much chaos is going on around us, no matter what people don't like, and they don't like today to hear the word sin or to hear a church like us, a traditional families or being pro-life. I want to hear that. But God's truth always protects. No matter what happens, no matter what takes place, the Bible says that we speak the truth in love. But I want to encourage you today to know that, that by you living in truth, in other words, you seek God's kingdom of righteousness, you live his way, no matter what is happening in the world, because we're living in a crazy time right now, no matter what is happening in this world, when you live in his truth, he's always going to protect you. And you're going to be able to go right in the midst 
of the crowd that's full of wrath, God's going to protect you. You might feel at the time pressure. You might feel at the time you're not going to win. You might feel at the time that your life is even threatened, or you might not even sure what's going to happen next. But I want you to know that God is always going to protect you when you live his way. When, you, when we decide to live the way of the world, you know what? We're on our own. But when you live in God's way, he's right there with you, protecting you all the time, everywhere you go when you live in his truth. Let's look at the last verse today, and we'll, we're going to close. In John 8, verses 31 and 32, Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, the days in which he was speaking once again, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth. In other words, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And the truth, notice how he says, a lot of people, you'll hear people will say, and the tr truth will set you free, which is true. It's a true statement. But notice what it says here and how, how Jesus says this. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. The truth shall make you free. You know, we're sinners saved by grace. And God's salvation, he saved us in the midst of everything that we are and who we are. He's made us, through his shed blood on the cross of Calvary, he's made us free. See, we're not living, I, I want you to get today that you're not living in the world that you see on the news or the, or the world that everything everybody else is going through. We're, we're still living in this world. We're not, as Jesus said, of this world. We're, we're part of another kingdom. We live with hope. That's the truth today. And we have been so made free that we live in that freedom because we know no matter what happens, the Lord takes us out of here today. The truth is we're going to heaven. That's the truth. Remember God's kingdom of truth and know the impact. Once you are made free, once that you are set free, what is our responsibility then is? What, what, what is our, why are we still here? We are still here to set other people free through Jesus Christ. I never understood, you know, the, the I don't know, 10 years ago when the church tried to be like, if you would, be the world and you go in on Sunday morning, there'd be the smoke machine and never could understand on Sunday morning all the lights were out and you'd go to church. To, never really did quite understand that. But anyways, it's just like, wait a minute, what, 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 what are we about? What is the definition of church? It's not, it's not how cool we can be or what big, some big event that we can have. No, it's about sharing God's truth, God's truth of hope through his son, Jesus Christ. And living it in such a way, people will ask about the hope that is in you. Now, let me share this with you. And I want to share this story with you. And it's not about me. Even though I'm a part of this story, I want you to interject yourself in here. Because I believe whether you're watching or whether you're a city church family, 
you do the same thing. But the reason why I want to share this story with you, what happened to me this week was because what I saw happened during and afterwards. So I'm, I ran with a couple errands last Saturday, and, you know, the Bible tells us that once we've been set free, we forget that, again, we're supposed to, to set others free, and, and, and the way that we do that is the way that it's just really the way that we live. And uh, so I'm running, doing a couple of things. Well, there was a Walgreens out by my house. I guess that they were having some type of sale on some. One of the girls asked if I could pick up. They had a bunch of pictures made there. And so I'm doing a couple. I, again, I'm just ta- always set, setting this up for God has an ordained time for all of you with people. And you, we don't realize it. Recognize it. No. Know that when you live in truth, there is a light about you that people see. We sometimes forget that. But there's this light that's going on around us because no matter what, no matter how dark it is right now in this world that we're living in, no matter how dark it might seem, man, we're, we're free. We're, we're free. And there, there's a light about that. So, I run a couple errands and I go into the Walgreens to, to where the picture department is. And I go there and I go up and I, I start to say my name and I'm here to pick up uh, pictures and, and, and so forth. And the lady was very nice. She says, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. And I didn't, I didn't know what she was, you know, doing. And, and, um, and I guess there was someone like in front of me and I didn't see because they had left to go get something else. So she says, okay, wait, this other person was there. Oh, I said, oh, no, it's fine, it's fine. So I went over, you know, and, and had my mask on, and I'm about five feet away, you know, and I'm in there. So I'm leaning on, on a counter, and this other person comes up, and he looked to be, he probably looked to be about 80 years old. And, uh, and so what he had done, he'd went over to where the dairy, the glass case was, he, bought, he was buying a, a carton of eggs, a loaf of bread, and some paper towels. And he, had them, and he, and he was kind of shaking a little bit, and he set them on the counter. And uh, she rings it all up. And she goes, that'll be $15.80-some cents or something like that. And, and he has, a, I think it's like a, a government debit card, or, you know, you can reload it with, with money all on it monthly and uh, goes to swipe it. She goes, it's 15 something. And he goes, and he swipes it and, and she goes, uh, okay, that'll be six, 680. And he goes, oh, oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you. You know, and he's, he's shaking, you know, and, and still, and, and, uh, and she goes, no, you, and she was real kind. She goes, no, you don't understand. You, you, you owe, you still owe 680. There was only, nine dollars left on your card and he's still having a hard time comprehending this now by now he's like you know trying to figure out what he's going to do so there's four people behind me i'm standing there and now you can start feeling the tension you know uh he doesn't have enough money he opens his wallet up, there's no money in it, and he's still shaking, 
And, uh, and you know, I, I didn't even hesitate. I pulled $10 out of my wallet and I gave it to the, to the lady and, and she was kind of shocked. But in between that time, about a minute went by. And during that minute, it was very tense. And what got me in the whole situation, no pat on the back or whatever, and I said, whatever's left over, give him the rest of the money. That's, and she, she just was kind of shocked by all this. And as I walked away, I thought, two things. I thought, that, that could have been my father. That could have been my dad. And then I thought, you know, if it was 30 or 40 years ago, all those, including me, are four or five people. We all looked at each other and said, hey, you got, hey, I got five, I got a ten. Hey, here's another five, here's this. What, what kind of world are we living in to see an 80-year-old man? And this is what I thought about when I got back out in the car. And what world are we living in that is so cold to see an older man shaking close to 80 years old, buying the, just the necessities of life of, of eggs and bread and some paper towels. And no one was going to help him. And the cashier was so grateful and thankful. And so I said, no, no, I said, I pulled my mask on. I said, no, and he was too. I said, no, that's, the Lord. that's from the Lord. It's not from me. But I thought, those people were shocked by what I did. But here's my point. All around us today is when we live in truth, the Lord has divine appointments for us, and people are living in complete darkness. And not only will you affect that person, but there's a catalyst that happens that I don't quite understand, but I know it's of the Lord, whether it's the cashier or the other people. They couldn't quite understand why a perfect stranger would do that for someone else. It's because it's from the Lord. And we are still left here every day to live as this kingdom of truth as we are living in a world full of lies today. And our truth, as the Bible says in the book of Matthew, let your light so shine before men, before the world, before women, before all the world, that they might what? Glorify your Father. That's happening. See, we're here. People are afraid. People are scared. People don't know what is going to take place. They don't know what is going on in our world. And it's all around us. All we have to do is just easily live our life of truth and grace. And no man, if it wasn't for Jesus, where would I be? If it wasn't for Jesus, where would we be? And to know that we have been saved, we're going to heaven, we live in truth, we have hope, and to know that this world that we live in today is so hurting, all we have to do is live our life for Jesus. And Jesus says, and we know that truth, the truth that has set us free. We live in a time as I close today that I believe that is more open than ever before.
to hear the gospel because they don't know what's going to happen next and they're afraid. And we have the truth. We live in truth and we can give them the truth to set them free through the blood of Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary. Let's pray. So our heads are bowed today. You know, First of all, as a believer, before I ask for those that don't know Jesus, I, I, I want you just to pray right now. Lord, just, just help me be aware of my world and help me to live in such a way that I can live in the truth that you gave me and I can set someone else free. Hope that you pray that way. And then secondly, the Bible says God's word is true. It is complete truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, which I began with today. The Bible tells us God's word, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord. That's a prayer. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord can be saved. If you don't know Jesus and you're watching today or you're here today, all you have to do is say, Jesus... I need to be set free. I believe who you are, that you're God's son. And you came, you died on the cross for all of my sins. And right now, Lord, I ask you, Jesus, to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. Father, we thank you today that, Lord, in this dark world that we live in, that so many people are walking in darkness, that we have the light of truth. We live in that kingdom. And Father, if there's someone here today as Ben leads us in an invitation that doesn't know you as their Savior, Lord, may they come forward. I can show them and lead them to you, Jesus, through your word. And you tell us, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Father, we thank you today that we have hope, that we have hope. And we have hope because we have the truth of you in our life. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has spoke to you today through his word. You know, no matter what you go through, no matter what you face in life, I want you to know that through the one, Jesus Christ, through his death on the cross of Calvary, he shed his perfect blood for you and for me. And if you pray right now and ask Jesus into your heart, the message that you heard today, why God is speaking to you, I want you to know that you can have hope. And all you have to do is pray with me right now. Don't try and figure it out. The Lord says, by faith, we accept Jesus as our Savior, and you'll have hope for eternity. You say, Dallas, will you help me? What do I have to do? Well, let me share with you a verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you're willing to believe that God sent his Son to die on a cross for you, just pray this prayer with me right now. And you can have heaven as your home. Jesus will forgive you for anything you've done in this life. And you can have hope 
from this day forward. Pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe that you're God's son and you came and lived a perfect life and you died on the cross and you shed your perfect blood for all of my sin. And right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. In Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer, we want to hear from you. Contact us through our website, City Church AC. Or you can get at our church app through any of the um, streaming services. And we want you to know that we'll contact you. And from this day forward, no matter what you face, you'll always have hope knowing that Jesus is your Savior and he'll come through in your life. Thank you for being with us today.